Wordplay presents The Happy Prince, an audio dramatization of the fairy tale by Oscar Wilde. 19th century Anglo-Irish writer Oscar Wilde is well known as the author of the novel The Picture of Dorian Gray and such witty plays as The Importance of Being Earnest. In 1888, in an entirely different vein, Wilde published a collection of five fairy tales, including The Happy Prince, a story of love, giving, and self-sacrifice. Some literary critics have called The Happy Prince a Christian allegory. Despite his lifestyle, Wilde always considered himself a Christian and converted to Catholicism shortly before his death. In our production, Kate Joseph is the narrator. Michael Joseph plays The Happy Prince. Mary DeSisto portrays the Swallow, and Kevin Sullivan takes all of the other roles. Dominican father Matthew Powell dramatized the tale and directed the production. High above the city, on a tall column, stood the statue of the Happy Prince. He was gilded all over with thin leaves of fine gold. For eyes, he had two bright sapphires and a large red ruby glowed on his sword hilt. He was very much admired indeed. One night, there flew over the city a little swallow. Her friends had gone away to Egypt six weeks before, but she had stayed behind, for she was in love with the most beautiful reed. She had met him early in the spring as she was flying down the river after a big yellow moth, and had stayed longer than she intended. Now I must be off to the pyramids. Goodbye. And she flew away. All day long she flew, and at nighttime she arrived at the city. Where shall I put up? I hope the town has made preparations. Then she saw the statue on the tall column. I will put up there. It is a fine position with plenty of fresh air. So she alighted just between the feet of the happy prince. I have a golden bedroom, she said softly to herself as she looked round, and she prepared to go to sleep. But just as she was putting her head under her wing, a large drop of water fell on her. What a curious thing! There is not a single cloud in the sky. The stars are quite clear and bright, and yet it is raining. The climate in the north of Europe is really dreadful. Then another drop fell. What is the use of a statue if it cannot keep the rain off? I must look for a good chimney to sleep in. And she determined to fly away. But before she had opened her wings, a third drop fell. And she looked up and saw... The eyes of the happy prince were filled with tears, and tears were running down his golden cheeks. His face was so beautiful in the moonlight that the little swallow was filled with pity. Who are you? I am the happy prince. The happy prince? 
Why are you weeping then? You have quite drenched me. When I was alive and had a human heart, I did not know what tears were. For I lived in the palace of Sansu Si, where sorrow is not allowed to enter. In the daytime I played with my companions in the garden, and in the evening I led the dance in the great hall. Around the garden ran a very lofty wall, but I never cared to ask what lay beyond it. Everything about me was so beautiful. My courtiers called me the happy prince, and happy indeed I was, if pleasure be happiness. So I lived, and so I died. And now that I am dead, they have set me up here so high that I can see all the ugliness and all the misery of my city. And though my heart is made of lead, yet I cannot choose but weep. What? Is he not solid gold? said the swallow to herself. She was too polite to make any personal remarks out loud. From here I can see far away. Far away in a little street there is a poorhouse. One of the windows is open and through it I can see a woman seated at a table. Her face is thin and worn, and she has coarse red hands all pricked by the needle, for she is a seamstress. In a bed in the corner of the room, her sick little boy is lying. He has a fever and is asking for oranges. His mother has nothing to give him but river water, so he is crying. Swallow, swallow, little swallow, will you not bring her the ruby out of my sword hilt? My feet are fastened to this pedestal, and I cannot move. I am waited for in Egypt. My friends are flying up and down the Nile and talking to the large lotus flowers. Soon they will go to sleep in the tomb of the great king. The king is there himself in his painted coffin. He is wrapped in yellow linen and embalmed with spices. Around his neck is a chain of pale green jade, and his hands are like withered leaves. Swallow. Swallow, little swallow, will you not stay with me for one night and be my messenger? The boy is so thirsty, and the mother so sad. I don't think I like boys. Last summer, when I was staying on the river, there were two rude boys, the miller's sons, who were always throwing stones at me. They never hit me, of course. We swallows fly far too well for that. And besides, I come from a family famous for its agility. But still, it was a mark of disrespect. But the happy prince looked so sad that the little swallow was sorry. It is very cold here, but I will stay with you for one night and be your messenger. Thank you, little swallow. So the swallow picked out the great ruby from the prince's sword and flew away with it in her beak over the roofs of the town. At last she came to the poorhouse and looked in. The boy was tossing feverishly on his bed, and the mother had fallen asleep. She was so tired. In the swallow hopped and laid the great ruby on the table beside the woman's thimble. Then she flew gently round the bed, fanning the boy's forehead with her wings. The boy said, How cool I feel. I must be getting better. And he sank into a delicious slumber. Then the swallow flew back to the happy prince and told him what she had done. It is curious, but I feel quite warm now. That is because you have done a good deed, little swallow. When day broke, the little swallow flew down to the river and had a bath. A professor of ornithology, who saw the bird as she was passing over the bridge, exclaimed, My word! How unusual! 
I have never seen a swallow in the winter. Tonight I go to Egypt, said the swallow, and she was in high spirits at the prospect. She visited all the public monuments and sat a long time on top of the church steeple. When the moon rose, she flew back to the happy prince. Have you any messages for Egypt? I'm just starting out. Swallow, swallow, little swallow, will you not stay with me one night longer? I am waited for in Egypt. Tomorrow my friends will fly up to the second cataract. The river horse couches there among the bulrushes, and on a great granite throne sits the god Memnon. All night long he watches the stars, and when the morning star shines he utters one cry of joy, and then he is silent. At noon the yellow lions come down to the water's edge to drink. They have eyes like green barrels, and their roar is louder than the roar of the cataract. Swallow, swallow, little swallow. Far away across the city I see a young man in a garret. He is leaning over a desk covered with papers. He is trying to finish a play for the director of the theater, but he is too cold to write any more. There is no fire in the grate, and hunger has made him faint. I will wait with you one night longer. Shall I take him another ruby? Alas, I have no ruby now. My eyes are all that I have left. They are made of rare sapphires, which were brought out of India a thousand years ago. Pluck out one of them and take it to him. He will sell it to the jeweler and buy food and firewood and finish his play. Dear Prince, I cannot do that. Swallow, swallow, little swallow, do as I ask you. So the swallow plucked out the prince's eye and flew away to the student's garret. It was easy enough to get in as there was a hole in the roof. Through this she darted and came into the room. The young man had his head buried in his hands, so he did not hear the flutter of the bird's wings, and when he looked up, he found the beautiful sapphire lying there. He thought, I am beginning to be appreciated. This is from some great admirer. Now I can finish my play. Now I am going to Egypt, cried the swallow. When the moon rose, she flew back to the happy prince. I am come to bid you goodbye. Swallow, swallow. Little swallow, will you not stay with me one night longer? It is winter, and the chill snow will soon be here. In Egypt, the sun is warm on the green palm trees, and the crocodiles lie in the mud and look lazily about them. My companions are building a nest in the temple of Baalbek, and the pink and white doves are watching them and cooing to each other. Dear prince, I must leave you, but I will never forget you. And next spring, I will bring you back two beautiful jewels in place of those you have given away. The ruby shall be redder than a red rose, and the sapphire shall be as blue as the great sea. In the square below, there stands a little match girl. She has let her matches fall in the gutter, and they are all spoiled. Her father will beat her if she does not bring home some money from the sale of the matches. And she is crying. She has no shoes or stockings and her little head is bare. Pluck out my other eye and give it to her, and her father will not beat her. I will stay with you one night longer, but I cannot pluck out your eye. You would be quite blind then. Swallow, swallow, little swallow, do as I ask you. So she plucked out the prince's other eye and darted down with it. She swooped past the match girl and slipped the jewel into the palm of her hand, and the little girl <laughs> ran home laughing. 
Then the swallow came back to the prince. You are blind now, so I will stay with you always. No, little swallow. You must go away to Egypt. I will stay with you always. And she slept at the prince's feet. All the next day she sat on the prince's shoulder and told him stories of what she had seen in strange lands. I have seen red ibises who stand in long rows on the banks of the Nile and catch goldfish in their beaks. I have seen the sphinx who is as old as the world itself and lives in the desert and knows everything. I have seen the merchants who walk slowly by the side of their camels and carry amber beads in their hands. I have seen the king of the mountains of the moon, who is as black as ebony and worships a large crystal. I have also seen the great green snake that sleeps in a palm tree and has twenty priests to feed it with honey cakes. And I have seen the pygmies who sail over a big lake on large flat leaves and are always at war with the butterflies. Dear little swallow, you tell me of mysterious things. But more mysterious than anything is the suffering of men and of women. There is no mystery so great as misery. Fly over my city, little swallow, and tell me what you see there. So the swallow flew over the great city and saw the rich making merry in their beautiful houses while the beggars were sitting at the gates. She flew into dark lanes and saw the white faces of starving children looking out listlessly at the black streets. Under the archway of a bridge, two little boys were lying in one another's arms to try and keep themselves warm. Then she flew back and told the prince what she had seen. I am covered with fine gold. You must take it off, leaf by leaf, and give it to my poor. The living always think that gold can make them happy. Leaf after leaf of the fine gold the swallow picked off, till the happy prince looked quite dull and gray. Leaf after leaf of the fine gold she brought to the poor, and the children's faces grew rosier, and they laughed and played games in the street. Then the snow came, and after the snow came the frost. The poor little swallow grew colder and colder, but she would not leave the prince. She loved him too well. She picked up crumbs outside the baker's door when the baker was not looking and tried to keep herself warm by flapping her wings. But at last, she knew she was going to die. She had just strength enough to fly up to the prince's shoulder once more. Goodbye, dear prince. Will you let me kiss you? I am glad that you are going to Egypt at last, little swallow. You have stayed too long here. But you may kiss me, for I love you. It is not to Egypt that I am going. I am going to the house of death. Death is the brother of sleep, is he not? And she kissed the happy prince and fell down dead at his feet. At that moment, a curious crack sounded inside the statue, as if something had broken. The fact is that the leaden heart of the happy prince had snapped right in two. Early the next morning, the mayor was walking in the square below in company with the town councillors. As they passed the column, he looked up at the statue. Dear me, how shabby the happy prince looks. 
The ruby has fallen out of his sword. His eyes are gone, and he is golden no longer. He looks little better than a beggar. And here is actually a dead bird at his feet. We must really issue a proclamation that birds are not allowed to die here. And the town clerk made a note of the suggestion. So they pulled down the statue of the happy prince. As he is no longer beautiful, he is no longer useful. Then they melted the statue in a furnace, and the mayor held a meeting of the corporation to decide what was to be done with the metal. We must have another statue, of course, and I think it should be a statue of me. Then the overseer of the workmen at the metal foundry said, What a strange thing! This broken lead heart will not melt in the furnace. We must throw it away. So they threw the prince's heart on a dust heap, where the body of the swallow was also lying. Then God said to one of his angels, Bring me the two most precious things in the city. And the angel brought him, the leaden heart of the prince, and the dead swallow. And God said, You have rightly chosen, for in my garden of paradise this little bird shall sing forevermore, and in my city of gold the happy prince shall praise me. Thank you.